Guys, what's up? Welcome to the Bear Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and the marathon continues. Another awesome conversation I'm excited to have today with um, a very good friend of mine, and again, family. My mom, she has a lot of <laughs> a lot of kids out here she doesn't know about, and um, this guy is no different. Um, yeah, someone who I admire, I look up to, and um, he's my little brother, but hold him in high regards and very hardworking, very much an influence in, in community and just all around great person. So you guys will get to hear from him. Uh, if you like what you're listening to, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, comment, like, review, all the good stuff to make this podcast even better. Um, a little bit goes a long way. So it's appreciated and it, it just helps spread the word, honestly. So yeah, head on over. If you want to support the podcast, head on over to Patreon. You can become a patron and different tiers, different rewards, but all around good stuff. And uh, lastly, if you want to get your own podcast merch, the Bird Brain Podcast Store, you can check out um, shirts, hats, hoodies, because for me, it's hoodie weather all year round. <laughs> I love a good hoodie. And um, yeah, you can get yours. So without further ado, guys, um, get ready for this one. It's going to be fun. All right. Stay tuned. Rise above it all. Stay elevated. And create that infinity. Up your you. Up, up your you. going on. I don't know what day of the week it is, so I'll just say happy day to you. <laughs> How are you doing? How's your heart? How's your headspace? Um, you know, we're winding down for the holidays. How's that going for you? Uh, hit me up. You can hit me up on the Bird Brain Podcast, which is email Bird Brain Podcast, and on Twitter. I'm like bad about social media in a very weird way, but um, yeah, you can always reach out. I love chatting with you guys, and um, today is no different. I'm getting to chat with uh, a very good friend of mine, my little brother, but somebody I definitely look up to. He's a good dude, hardworking, very smart, and uh, hilarious. And um, he, I'll let him tell you who he is and what he does. But without further ado, my bro Coco. Cody, what's good, man? Yo, what's up, brother? Nothing much. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Just just chilling in good old L.A. right now, you know? <laughs> and- <laughs> hey, well, uh... Good afternoon from Colorado. <laughs> yes, sir. How's how's the weather out there right now? Uh, you know, it's been a little cold lately, um, but, you know, the sun's always shining out here, so the snow is melting, mm-hmm. the mud is coming out, you know? Come on. Come on. Are but, you ready? Uh, huh? It's good. It's, uh, it's a little windy um, today specifically, but I think this week, I think we're in the 50s all week, so... Oh, Not too bad. 50s oh. and when the sun's shining and there's no humidity, it's it's pretty good. Damn, so no white Christmas for you guys. I don't know, man. We'll see. Maybe a miracle will happen. Yeah. Usually we get snow on Halloween instead of Christmas. So it works out here. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> 
Colorado's weird, dude. But I mean, Halloween is the vibe. I, I think I'd be happier about seeing snow on Halloween. No, I take that back because I'm not even a fan of snow at this point. I I had a <laughs> dude. I had a dream the other night about just snow, and I woke up so stressed out. I was like, okay, this is how I know I'm I'm kind of. <laughs> I was, uh, the only reason I'd stress about snow is if I have to shovel all of it at five in the morning. Other than that, it's uh, kind of my playground. Oh uh, yeah, I love I love the snow. I just got my uh, my crossbars for my my car today, so I can put on my ski racks and uh, nice. hopefully get some get some days up on the mountain over winter break. So oh, sick. we will see. Well, speaking of winter break, give us a little background or give the audience a background about like what you do and uh, you know some of your favorite things. All right. Um, so I am currently a physical education teacher. Um, it is my second year teaching. Um, something interesting about my, my teaching experience so far is I have yet to teach a full year of normal school. Um, you know, everything with COVID has definitely thrown a wrench into everybody's lives. You know, it's plenty of stress and additional things to, you know, plan for. So it's, it's been kind of kind of tough, but kind of interesting. I think uh, you know it's made me a better teacher for sure. Yeah. Um, and as a new teacher, you know, I'm not used to anything, so it's easily adaptable for me. Right. Um, but it's you know it's it's been good. Um, I'm I'm thankful that I that I teach a great group of students that are uh, able to adapt and overcome and persevere through all the all the challenges that life is throwing at you know young sixth through eighth graders. You know, it's they're checking emails daily. But, you know, overall, it's it's just been crazy not being able to be in the building with the students lately. You know, the first quarantine happened, and that was a big transition for a lot of people mm-hmm. um, in life, not, not just students, not just me, you know, everybody. And then, uh, you know, starting back this school year, we started in a hybrid model where, you know, kids are coming one, two days a week. Yeah. Um, but they're only seeing me specifically one time a week. So to only see my kids once a week and then also um, have one day online for them to do schoolwork, it was uh, pretty stressful, you know, because you want to be there for all the kids and uh, be a support for them. And it felt like I was really spread thin, you know, teaching. Some kids are 100% remote and they never come to school. So I'm teaching that group of students on top of my half hybrid students who are in person and then kids at home on the same day. So it's um, essentially was teaching the three groups of kids, um, trying to keep things equitable, which, you know, there's nothing equitable about what is happening. So, yeah, uh, it's been tough, man. But um, I'd say this time around, we are back to remote learning 100 percent. So lots of Zoom calls, lots of live working out, um, which has been great for me and and the kids, you know, and just getting them up and moving and trying to keep them to understand, you know, that it's, there's, it's okay to still be a kid, you know, don't, don't focus on the growing up stuff too fast. Cause I, I, in my day was never checking an email yeah. <laughs> when I was in middle school. <laughs> you got first graders, my little sister, man, she's in first grade and she's got, she's on the computer every day. She's got a nicer computer than I do. Right. Um, <laughs> it's been interesting, man, but, uh, overcoming it, you know, really focusing on the mindfulness this time around yes. um, with the kids and the social emotional wellness I think is huge for not just the kids but even us adults and people just going through daily life you know yeah yeah well I'm glad you mentioned the mindfulness be and I hope I was like I don't know if he's going to talk about this but I'm glad you brought it up because (laughs) you know for me and I'm sure a lot of people in their in their in their uh, school career 
you know, phys ed, when you think of phys ed, you just think about like, all right, is dodgeball, wiffle ball, you know, something else. <laughs> it is like, you know, it's, it's, it's something to that degree for, it's, it's so funny. Cause like, I mean, and we've talked about this phys ed used to stress me out. Like it gave me anxiety and, um, it, it just really like messed with me. And I just felt like, all right, cool. I have to do this. Um, because I wasn't like really into competitive sports and stuff like that. So for me, it was just like my experience was like, all right, I have to get through this versus like, I'm looking forward to this. And something that I think you do very well. And that's very interesting that I haven't heard or seen a lot in that. I, I, for one in, in phys ed, but just, I think generally in school is the, um, implementing of mindfulness and, you know, being aware of, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. And, you know, how do you manage you personally? How, how do, how are you successful at doing that? Because I think that's pretty, pretty dope. And, um, you know, I tip my hat off to you for that because you don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to. And it's like, again, there are teachers that I've had that I remember and I remember their impact on me. Um, because of how they handled um, me or other students. And, you know, so with you, like my question to you is like, how do you successfully do that? And, you know, how does it, how, do, how has it affected the, the kids, um, you know, practicing mindfulness when they, you know, their expectations are probably like, all right, we're just going to kick a ball around and then go elsewhere, <laughs> go, to, go to English class. Yeah. No doubt. Um, man, that's, that's a loaded question, but I think I have a a decent answer for you. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think the biggest thing that I have found success with is one, you know, I'm not far off, um, from being out of college. You know, it's, I'm, I'm 25. I graduated at, I don't even know. It feels like the years are just flying by. I think I graduated at 22 or something. So th- this is my second year. I went straight out of college into a teaching position um, at a middle school. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've found importance is every day, not only am I thinking in my shoes as a teacher, like what am I going to do to facilitate a good lesson? Because I think being a teacher truly is being a good facilitator. And also you're, you're wearing a thousand hats. You know, I'm not just teaching. I'm not just, um, rolling out the ball, you know, like uh, all the planning that I do is a lot of it. I I don't even write down a lot of it's in my thoughts daily. I, I have a, you know, 30 minute drive to work. So I get a lot of time to, be mindful. And, you know, a lot of times that's when I'm listening to your podcast and it kind of (laughs) inspires me to, um, bring things that you talk about into class, um, and as well as other things that I experience in person. But the the biggest key to my success, I think is trying to always put myself in the student's shoes, um, and be cognitive or cognizant and aware of, you know, what they're going through daily. And okay, if I'm going to get up in front of the class and facilitate something, how is that making my students feel? Mm. Um, So big parts of things that I like to do is just, you know, giving students ownership over what they're actually learning. Um, You know, a big part of teaching is making an objective for the day and making sure that the kids know the objective. Um, You know, 
for me, that seems still a little old school teaching because I think everyone knows that, you know, I might intend for you to learn something, but you might learn something completely different um, on accident. You know, it's one day for one kid, he might be learning or she might be learning teamwork, um, whereas another student might just be learning how to throw or catch. You know what I mean? So it's all about how how can I create a lesson where there is learning to be had in a mul- multiple different ways, you know, um, cognitively, psychomotor, like their, their physical skills, and then their affective domain where they're really focusing on things of the heart, you know, and, and just mm-hmm. being a good person. So I think that is uh, overall that, that that's my key to success, I think, and what makes uh, what I do a passion of mine is you know, putting myself in the kid's shoes and remembering what it's like to be in their shoes. Uh, when I had school or PE, um, any classes, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's really important is just being able to have empathy for the kids and the stuff that they're going through. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think it's, um, like I said, I, I think, and I know you do it well based off of what we talked about in terms of like your, your feedback from students and everything like that. And it's not so much, you know, to do things to get, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To get a reward from it. But I think it is rewarding when it's like your work speaks for itself and your work speaks for you. And you, Cody, specifically, you know, like I said, in most phys ed classes, kids are not having a conversation about mindfulness. And, you know, um, there's a lot that's happening at certain stages, you know, especially when you're like a young adult or, you know, a preteen or a teenager, there's a lot of things happening. So when you go into a class that's supposed to just be like, all right, get all your adrenaline out and let's just like, <laughs> let's just, let's just drop kick through a wall. Instead it's like, okay, we're going to do these things, but at the same time, all right, we're going to be mindful of like what we're feeling or when we walk away from here, how do we take this skill and apply it to our daily lives? Um, and again, I don't, I personally, and I'm, it's, it's not a bias. I just don't think that people easily forget that, you know, it, it, yeah. it's, it takes very little effort, but it takes the right kind of intention to make sure that people feel seen, people feel heard. And, you know, children are people. They're not just children. Children are people. And, yeah. um, there's a lot that they're usually juggling and adults, the same thing, you know, adults just get, get better at hiding it. But with children, it's like, you see it in one way or another, either, either it appears physically or it's like, there's a verbal dialogue or there's just like, just something that's going on that you could kind of pinpoint to a certain degree. And, you know, to feel like, okay, I know that my teacher has my best interests at heart. And it's kind of like, looking out for my well-being above just my grade that sticks uh, yeah you yeah know? well and speaking of grades um that's something huge like and i remember for myself um you know pe in general uh and physical activity and sports can be very intimidating and very traumatic for kids you exactly. know if they're not exposed to it in the right way and um you know a lot of times, you know, when you get to that high school age, I know specifically, um, you know, PE, they try to push us as teachers to, 
you know, stick to a standard and make sure that we are grading students based on sometimes their physical ability. Mm -hmm. Um, But the cool thing about teaching um, is that I have the freedom to define what that means, you know. And so for me, when I grade a student on their physical abilities, I'm not grading on how well necessarily that they can throw, but I'm focusing on, I, I always like to tell my students this, is this a PE lesson or is this a life lesson? Um, and and what I do with that is I, I really hone in and focus on the idea that we all have to embrace a growth mindset in life. Um, and through that, in my class, we can practice those things. You know, we can practice having a growth mindset through the fun of games, sports, activities. Um, and I think that's something that the kids really respect. Um rather than me giving a grade based on, hey, can you throw the ball and hit this target, you know, out of 10 times, how many times can you do it? You know, I don't grade like that. I grade um, on your work ethic and your growth mindset. Are you showing me every day that you are trying to be better than you were yesterday Mm. Um, in one way or another, whether that's um, with your physical ability, whether that's with your communication, um, whether that's with the way that you're treating others, yeah. that's all I want you to focus on is that this, my class and you, you like the student, this is something my dad always says in uh, you know, I get a lot of my inspiration from him is because he is also a physical education teacher. teacher. We teach the same, um, grade level. So I, I have a, a veteran teacher that I get to bounce ideas off of. And something he always says is, you know, the student and yourself, whoever you are in the class, you are the project. Um, Mm. So all all we're trying to do every single day is just, are you going to be better um, the next day? You know, are you going to be better each time you come into this class? Are you striving to be better? Or are you having that closed mindset, you know, where you're, you're not trying to grow. And, And that's really what we focus on. And I think that allows for so much more ownership in the learning of the student and makes it meaningful for them. Yeah. Um, Cause they're, they're really trying to improve themselves. Sick dude. That's yeah. See guys, you see what I'm talking about? This guy, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a different breed, man. <laughs> I love that dude. I really love that because it's like, you know, it's, it's so, I think there's so much to juggle um, like I said, more than just, Hey, cause you could easily be one of those teachers like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to roll out some balls and you guys don't kill each other. Don't aim for the eyes. And, uh, you got 30 minutes have at it, but instead, yeah. you know, you're making these kids aware. And like you said, you know, phys ed at a certain age can be very traumatic, you know, and it can leave a lasting impression, um, in a, in a very weird way. We, we, we downplay, our experiences growing up and like how they've molded who we are in adulthood and like, you know, how we kind of integrate ourselves in community or, or not. Um, it's a lot of like some unhealed wounds sometimes, or you have it where it's like, you do have those teachers that stick out and they've kind of motivated you or encouraged you or just like saw you and made it a point to, um, to just treat you like, like, like a human, you know, somebody of quality versus like, this is just somebody on the roster. You know, I'll never forget my, who was it? My 11th grade teacher, Mr. Eights, Mr. Eights. Um, he was dope. Mr. Eights was just like, he just kind of had this presence to him. And, uh, he was my, my world history teacher, I believe in high school. And he, and he had uh, 
I don't know if it was nominated me or inducted me. He got me inducted into uh, who's who among America's high school students. Okay. Yeah. So like he, I guess he vouched for me. I, I had no idea until I got the letter. Um, but yeah, I was in who's who among America's high school students because of Mr. Eights. And when I tell you that, you know, when I had told my mom about it, when I told my aunt about it, they cried. Like when I brought home the letter and I told them what, it, you know, what it was, cause I didn't really process what it was either. They cried and they were like, they were happy about it. And, um, you know, I'll never forget that because how often is it that you have teachers again, that are making sure you understand that, Hey, you are a valuable individual and I already see what you're capable of. And I'm just going to influence that a little bit more. So you take that with you for the rest of your life, not because of what I get out of it, but because of how I want to take care of you in this moment as best as I can. So, you know, exactly. it's, it's, it's awesome. It's really awesome. And I'll never forget Mr. Eights and Cody, like I tell you all the time, your kids are not going to forget how you treat them. Um, your kids are not going to forget the time that you've taken and invested. And it could be something indirectly that you do or say that impacts them. And it's not about being perfect. I think it's just about being, you know, potent and having some kind of um, conviction behind what you do. And uh, that's why I do value you, bro, because it's like you have conviction. You, you have conviction in what you do. And we always have a choice of how devoted we want to be to something. And I feel like you give yourself, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. It's, yeah. uh, you know, and for me, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't always feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, um, it, it, I don't feel like I'm bending over backwards. I'm doing what I feel like is the right thing to do for these kids. Um, right. And you know, and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a two way street, you know, they, um, my students inspire me just as much as I inspire them, you know? Um, and I think that's the beauty in teaching itself. And, um, it all comes full circle, you know, as a, as a teacher, you're, you're a lifelong learner, I think is the, the best way to put it, you know? And I have so many mentors in my corner that have helped me grow, um, and do what I do the way I do it, you know, and that those people are, you know, some of the most valuable people in my life, you know, like I truly do value all of the coworkers that I have, you know, that mm -hmm. we're, we're a big team, you know, and, you know, with everything with COVID, it's, it's been tough because, you know, we don't get to talk to each other as much. We don't get to community build like we used to, um, you know, it's, it's stressful in what, in what we're doing right now, but man, I, you know, my principal was my student council teacher um, back when I was in high school. And the chances that he had a position open when I graduated, you know, was huge. And, you know, he had no part in being uh, on the hiring committee because he knew me. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, it was like going into that place and ner as nerve wracking as it was for my first interview, I felt like I was at home already before I even got there. Um, and, you know, I, I am thankful for all the people who have opened their arms and, and helped me one way or another, you know, whether it's just motivating me to be better um, or motivating me to have new ideas and just keep at it. You know, I have a 
a coworker, Angie, who, you know, she really pushed me to focus on climate and culture, you know, and developing good relationships at home. And that's something that was really cool that, you know, every Friday I would make a hand, I would pick a student from every period and call home um, just to tell the, the parents how great their student is doing. I um, love that. You know, rather than the alternative of every Friday calling and telling parents which what their student did wrong or something like that, you know, just trying to be positive and look for the positive in every single day. You know, that's something that I work on with the kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, some days it's really hard to, to find the positive. But, I, you know, if you look hard enough, you can find it, you know. Dude, come on now. That's I love it. I really I really love it. It's it's uh, it speaks a lot of in, in terms of character. And like I said, effort. Uh, it's very easy to not work hard, <laughs> you know. It's it's very easy to just kind of like just exist versus like, all right, I'm gonna have some uh, some due diligence in what I do and you know and carry it out properly. So when you're not taking care of other other people and and <laughs> other students and and their well being, how are you taking care of yourself? And it's like, what what are some things? that you apply to your, you know, you said you, you have moments of mindfulness and everything like that. So it's like, how do you take care of yourself in those little moments? But also like, what do you enjoy doing for fun? Oh man, I have lots of fun. I mean, I am a, I became a PE teacher for a reason. You know, I like, (laughs) I like being a kid, man. I like the freedom and the fun and, uh, you know, just the joy of the small things, you know, I think Mm. that's something I see every day, uh, is, just the smallest thing can excite a, a, uh, a true kid, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think that that's how I take care of myself is, um, you know, staying true to that and still doing the things that I've done since I was a kid and, you know, hopefully doing it for as long as possible. You know, yeah. a lot of what I do for a living translates right into what I do in life, you know, and that's trying to be physically active and healthy for a lifetime. You know, that's, that's the ultimate goal, I think. Um, man, so things I like to do for fun, break well, bones. Ask, <laughs> yeah, I try not to break bones. That sometimes is a product of what I do. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, man. Yeah. So man, if you ask me that when it, it's, it's weird, you know, when I was a kid, I, if you asked me what I wanted to do in second grade, I would have told you I wanted to be a PE teacher. Um, wow. and I know that because I, wrote it in a little like book that we had to do yeah uh, my mom probably has it somewhere up in her attic nice <laughs> but there is somewhere someplace uh a note of me saying you know this is what i want to do for a living obviously as i got older you know i think the thing that deterred me from actually wanting to follow my dream and my passion is just uh the the money value that you get out of being an educator and sometimes you know yeah. what i've experienced is just being um almost like people look at me and they're like, man, you, you wanted to do that. Do you know like how much you get paid and stuff like that? You know, obviously I didn't do it for the pay. Um, but as a young high school kid, you know, that was something It was like, man, I'm really good at math and science. I could go an engineering route. I could go the medical route. You know, Mm -hmm. those are things that I enjoyed. Um, but it just didn't seem like I was going to be living a lifestyle that I was, um, envisioning, you know, as a young kid, but man, I grew up wanting to be in the X games. Um, big into uh wakeboarding snowboarding i think i learned how to wakeboard man probably before i could actually swim i think i was four years four or five years old i got thrown out on a wakeboard i mean obviously i i grew up watching um my dad and his buddies do it and Mm -hmm. that was that was definitely 
one of the first extreme sports that I really got into, you know, since I was in diapers, my, my dad was a head wrestling coach. So I naturally, you know, my daycare was the wrestling room, um, with a bunch of high school kids. And, you know, that was a big part of my life for a long time. It, uh, I think wrestling taught me a lot of things. Um, but it wasn't a, a true passion that I saw a future in. Um, so, you know, I, I made sure that I looked at it as that, you know, I enjoyed it while I did it, but it wasn't something that was going to carry me through life. Um, I picked up snowboarding um, at a pretty young age uh, to the point where I don't even remember learning a lot of these things. It was just like, feels like everything kind of came natural um, wow. just because I was exposed to it at such a young age. You know, you just naturally kind of adapt to those things. So, yeah, you know, going through all that and then, um, man, I was about nine years. I played soccer for a little bit. I was nine years old. We moved to Colorado, mm-hmm. um, met some cool kids and lived across the street from a skate park. I uh, got pretty pretty into skateboarding but i wasn't just like i don't know have you ever seen the cartoon rocket power yeah i didn't like that show for some reason it's uh, some of my friends loved it i was like i don't know what about it this show i i it just never vibe with me but yes i know rocket power yeah well if you if you know rocket power that was uh my ideal lifestyle like yeah uh, i my dad would wake up at six in the morning to get me to the skate park before all the older kids got there and started you know causing uh, chaos yeah uh, so we would we'd load up the truck i had uh my bmx bike my rollerblades my skateboard my scooter um i took everything you know and it was just a that that was my my place to have fun you know i could ride anything and jump off of stuff and wow. you know i actually didn't get hurt much when i was younger other than some you know elbow scabs and knees you know but fast forward major, <laughs> major <laughs> until your body starts to get bigger and the, the falls get harder and yes uh, i could probably have done more stretching as i was working out <laughs> you know, there, there's a hindsight you know 2020 vision you just got to keep looking forward but yeah definitely could have um done better to prepare but you know you don't do extreme sports without the injuries you know that that comes hand in hand with those things so yeah yeah i was i was big into that stuff man anything with wheels that i could jump off of something was uh that was my stuff man and um you stressed me out bro that 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 pushed me into a whole nother line of sports um you know i was tired of always having the scabs and my hips hurting from falling down at the skate park you know concrete is not forgiving right um i think i made the decision probably now i I say this but you know if you gave me a skateboard right now i'd ride it but (laughs) um it kind of pushed me away from those kind of sports where i was like just getting hurt all the time and you know every new trick you learned uh you know a thousand tries came with a thousand falls as well you know so you landed it so yeah i i moved my way into the sport of hockey where you know i could get fully padded up and it was like man there's no consequences i could skate full speed and run into the wall and you didn't feel it you know Mm. um so got into hockey um met a lot of cool people made a lot of cool friends um you know and then jumped from that to picking up lacrosse um as a young kid And those were definitely like my two main sports, you know, through that middle school age. Um, But then, you know, going to my high school, we didn't have those sports to to play on. Mm -hmm. Um, I could have, you know, open enrolled to another school and played, but none of that stuff. I I didn't live close to the school I went to in the first place. It just didn't seem like it was something that I was going to do. And I think at a young age, I realized, you know, um, sports are a lot of fun, but you know, that's not the most important thing in your life. And, uh, 
you know, I, I know a lot of kids that, that struggle with that. And, you know, there's a lot of people that sports is their life. And I think that's really cool. I think you can learn a lot of good things from them. Yeah. Um, but for me, there was just, uh, I, I could never stick to one thing and get really great at it. You know, I was, I could do just about everything and be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but there was nothing that I was like, I'm going to dedicate my life to this, you know? And so I jumped around and high school came around, you know, I wanted to letter and be a part of a team. And so the only sport that my school had that I had, um, experience in was wrestling. So I jumped back into that. Um, did the thing for a couple of years, you know, I went to a school with a lot of very competitive and very talented wrestlers that have been, you know, I, I took a long break from fifth grade all the way to ninth grade of wrestling. So I was a little rusty coming back into it, but, uh, I enjoyed it while it lasted, but I was, man, I was the tiniest kid ever. I was like five foot freshman year, 90 something pounds, no body fat. Uh, and then that kind of just, you know, one thing led to another. And I was like, you know what? I am tired of being the tiny guy. And, uh, so I started working out. I quit wrestling. It was too much cardio for my body type, honestly. Um, started weightlifting. That was, uh, man, that was a big part of my life, you know, until <laughs> injuries happen, you know, um, you know, big <laughs> snowboarding accident, multiple reconstruction surgeries on the shoulder. Jeez, um, yeah, that was on my, and I just turned 21. I, be, I was, I was like 21, um, 25 now, you know, but it was, uh, definitely a couple of years worth of recovery, having to do multiple surgeries back to back, you know, and it, it kind of put life into perspective for me. Um, Damn, you know, all about learning, all about learning from your experiences, you know, and that, that's, I think what life is about, but yeah. th- those are the fun things in my life, man. And, um, you know, I've, I've struggled to get back into lifting. My body doesn't, um, react to it the way it used to. I don't feel as great as I used to, but you know, I'm, I'm taking it one step at a time and yeah. trying to get the passion back where it needs to be. You know, I'm okay. actually hoping to, uh, get back into weightlifting this week. I've been doing a good six weeks of body weight exercises, prepping with the students actually. So I'm kind of taking advantage of my profession to, um, take get care that of myself. Work in. You know? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm finally getting paid to work out. Dude. All, that was always a childhood dream. <laughs> get your sets in, bro. That's awesome. Uh, what are your, what's your, um, what's your favorite, favorite food and favorite movie? Ooh, well, I can tell you the favorite movie immediately. Um, never back down for sure. Really? Yeah. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. I know that movie. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was cool. And, um, you know, I like the way it, it makes me feel like the adrenaline is pumping while I'm watching a movie. You know, it's, it's action oriented. <laughs> nice. I resonated with it. Um, I like the grind and the hard work, you know, that's something that's always been cool to me. And then, you know, just the underdog story is always fun as well. I'm always here for a good underdog story, man. I, I, <laughs> I like those. I like those too. It's, uh, and I guess for different reasons, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's funny because you said that you were like, you were five foot and 90 pounds in, in freshman year of high school. Meanwhile, I was, shoot, I don't think I've ever said this, but I was like, <laughs> I was close to six foot if I wasn't six foot by my freshman year. And I was also a pretty heavy kid. So I was like, I was like two, Jesus. I was, I was two, I was a thick boy. I was about two, I was well over 200. I was probably the weight that I am now. Dude, you're a unit. I love it. Bro, I was a <laughs> I, I admire that. I, I, I wish. I wish I could. Hey, Dude. but you know what? I'd probably get way more hurt if I was your size because, you know, yeah. the bigger you are, the harder you fall. Bro. So I, uh, 
Literally. I'm taking the hybrid approach. I'm like right in the middle. <laughs> Most average, average human being out there. Bro, I'm like, I'm telling you, I, I remember, and recently this comes with age, but like I, I was brushing my teeth once and I pulled the muscle in my back and I was like, how the hell does this happen? Like, how do you pull a muscle while you're brushing your teeth? Like the most mundane of tasks. <laughs> And I was like, okay, this is <laughs> this is like life reached a new level for me and I wasn't prepared. But um yeah, I think being a big dude too, it's funny because I was like, like I said, for for me, I couldn't hide. Like I couldn't hide. I sort of stuck out like a sore <laughs> a sore thumb. But at the same time, I was very much like I tried to. I tried to try to just kind of like hide away. And my mom, she used to get on me. She still does. She's like, you're too big to be this shy or like to be like this or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just introverted, homie. It's like, I'm not really. All right. I am shy, but it's like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting. Like I said, how, and again, it all comes back down to it. Like everybody has a different experience that, that they carry through life. And, um, you know, you and I, we both like the underdog story for the same and different reasons. It's, it's kind of one of those things of like, you know, stepping into you and also recognizing what you're capable of versus what people may see or think. Um, and that's always a beautiful thing when you come out on top, you know, not stepping on yeah. anyone's toes to get there, but just like coming into yourself and being who you are and letting that carry through, um, carry through life, you know, regardless of what your size is or you know, your appearance may be, it's like, you're still making a very impactful, um, footprint in the world, you know? Uh, so yeah. Yeah. And even people like you, man, the shy ones, um, you know, I'm, I'm one in the same. I, uh, man, I've gotten better about it because, you know, being a teacher, I can't be up there and be shy. Right. Um, but that, that was always, it was a struggle for me to get to where I am now. Um, yeah, you know, but I think it's good that, that people like you, um, do speak up and share your thoughts and your mind and, um, and you're a smart dude and you're a good person. You've got a lot to share. And I know I've seen it. You impact a lot of people, um, whether you take credit for it or not. I know, uh, (laughs) you've impacted me quite a bit, just being an open ear and an outside person in my life that is able to, uh, you know, talk some sense into me here and there, just give advice or just be someone to talk to, you know, that's, um, unconditional with the way that you treat others, you know? And I, I think that's important. Um, dude, but yeah, man, you're, you're, you're valued, dude, no doubt. And, uh, you, you make a big footprint, man. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Figuratively and literally. (laughs) Literally. He's like, you damn behemoth. (laughs) Well, here's a, here's a fun fact about like Cody and I, Cody, how long have we been boys now? Is it five, six years? It's been years, bro. It was, it was definitely before I got shoulder surgery. Um, yeah, I know exactly how we became friends. I, uh, (laughs) posted an Instagram video (laughs) of me, uh, putting a live spider in my mouth. Um, because you know, I, I like to, uh, practice the no fear. Right. Um, Another thing when I was a kid, man, I always wanted to be on fear factor. Oh, jeez. I'd always like, was like, I always thought I wanted to be on it, but then I was also scared. It's like, ah, oh, man, you know, I could do a lot of the things, but man, some of the stuff they eat, I'm like, no way. Just no. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's how. That's how it I, happened. Um, I, yeah. Uh, on Instagram. Um, yeah. 
we've we've still yet to meet in person, but we definitely keep in contact. Like we've known each other for our whole lives, so it's uh, yeah, it's a cool relationship to have. Um, it's different, um, but yeah. it's unique, and I think it's it's valuable, you know, and needed. So yeah. hopefully, one of these days, man hopefully this pandemic stuff can blow over and we can uh link up get together out there in california man i've never made it past um like nevada that's like the farthest west i've been to vegas and other than that man i'm all all east coast originally Bro. from from pittsburgh pennsylvania i was born in florida but i only really lived there for for a year you know okay. i was one years old i don't remember that but i uh I remember all the good memories going back and visiting family and stuff out in Florida. I still, I still think at heart, I, um, enjoy the ocean more than the mountains, but. Okay. So California is your spot, man. You just, you need to be here. That's, you know, rocket power. Like I said, that was my, (laughs) that's my goal is to be able to do it all every single day, you know, and that's what keeps me going and and having fun is just, you know, speaking of mindfulness, Uh um, when I am doing those type of sports like that, that's that's one of the the times where I don't even have to think about being present in the moment, you know. Mm. And when you do, when you're not present in the moment, man, you suffer the consequences because that is how I fell down and tore out my shoulder. Yeah, that'll do <laughs> I it, bro. Too busy looking at the beautiful view. I was like, man, what a nice day! And then next thing you know, my face was in the ground. Uh, not even yeah. I wasn't even doing any of the crazy stuff I do. I was just riding at a high speed just <laughs> on existing some, on some ice not not the greatest conditions you know but oh, yeah, when you fall you just gotta get back up dude real quick what's your favorite food favorite food my least favorite food would have to be chicken because i've ate it so much, it so much. <laughs> <laughs> what is my favorite food oh my god oreos yes that count as a food <laughs> yeah let's we can rock with that oreos is a uh, new chicken like <laughs> yes i actually just got some oreos the other night i was like it's been like a weird week and i i've been feeling like kind of under the weather but i saw oreos and i was like well I don't know. In my head, this makes sense. So I'm going to just get some. <laughs> you can't live without Oreos, man. You can't live oh without God. Oreos. What do they put in those things? The, the ingredient label has to be Crack. enormous. It has to be like illegal in some places for sure. But it's like we just haven't caught on to it yet. But um, yeah, Oreos are they're they're a divine creation, honestly. So they're just meant to exist. You know what I'm saying? It's an enigma. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a. Uh, it goes against all of my moral values to eat Oreos, <laughs> but I love it. No, <laughs> uh, dude, that's the, the, the fitness background and Oreos don't get along, man. No, that's another thing we we have like that's huge in common. Um, yeah. you know, you're personal trainer. You're yeah. really into psychology. I think, um, you know, that's a big reason why we've hit it off so much. You know, I went the route of getting a personal training certificate when I was 18, but mm-hmm. you know being a, a young 18 year old, it's hard to establish, um, what, you know, and get a job in that type of field for any type of corporate, you know, stepping stone job. I never had a real employment prior to trying to be a personal trainer, but right. it was something that was on my bucket list to get certified. And it was something I had a passion for. And, you know, I did it. I did not follow through with like being a personal trainer, but it went hand in hand with what I studied in college, you know, and, to become a physical education teacher, it's still something that uh, I hold close to heart. And I know that you are a very well-versed personal trainer and uh, 
I honestly, I feel like you're a life coach. You just haven't written it down yet. <laughs> I avoid that. I avoid that statement all the time. And it's funny because, um, you know, I never considered to become a personal trainer. Um, like the podcast, the same was with the personal trainer because I was like, well, uh, I was like, I could work out. I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to teach someone else or like how to even go about that. Like the thought of being responsible for someone else's um, well-being and all that stuff, like just kind of stressed me out. I was like, cause what if I don't know what I'm doing? Meanwhile, um, <laughs> meanwhile, it's, it's actually been very much one of the best decisions I made in terms of like getting my, my certification, but also too, with the psychology, um, I understood very early on, like how I felt when I exercised versus not. And I, 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 stumbled into weight training on my own, um, in college. Cause I mean, I did it in, in high school kind of, but I didn't really like, I was like, I don't, I don't know, it's whatever. But in college I was just kind of like on my own, left to my own devices. And I started lifting a lot, uh, training a lot. And I was like, I enjoy this. And, um, the thing about it is my, one of my, uh, avenues I was going to take up was, uh, becoming a therapist. And okay. that was always on the, the, um, the plan that was always on the, the, the planner in terms of my life. I was like, you know, if the acting thing does whatever, I'll become a therapist. And like now I've found a weird way to just do all the things because I'm like, well, I can't just pick one. And... <laughs> That's inspiring, bro. Yeah. You're, uh, you're a true jack of all trades, like we've talked about. And yes. I know that's something your sister tells you all the time. Yes. It's very true. And you, you live to it, man. It's, dude. I mean, what, dude, you, you bake too? Like, yeah, that's we, the we, thing. We definitely have some cooking in common. I, uh, bro. I have leisurely picked up cooking just because I, I, uh, gotta eat. You know, it's another mindfulness thing, man. It's something where you have to be present in the moment. You know, I'm yeah. not, I can't go through the motions and cook without paying attention to what I'm doing or it's not going to come out great, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like Coco, he got me, uh, he got me, um, my Instapot and man, I love that thing to death. It's, it's, it's so damn good. And it's just like, it's kind of (laughs) magic, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's one of those things I really love and, um, you know, the pot for itself, but also the sentiment. And it's like, you know, whenever, like I always say, and I always stress and emphasize is like, you know, how people show up in your life, not because they have to, but because they just want to speaks volumes for who you are, who they are and what you guys have. And, um, you know, bro, you've done that for me in such a big way. And it's crazy. Like I said, four or five years, maybe we've been buddies, haven't met in person, but it's, it's, it, it just goes to show it's like intention, effort and conviction. Um, you know, when you have those things and you have some commonality, you just have two people willing to, to breathe life and constantly water each other's gardens, you know, proximity is not the deciding or defining factor in terms of like what kind of connection you have. So brother, you're, you're always, um, symbolic for me in terms of like, you know, sometimes you just connect the dots with your tribes. They're not, it's not always going to be from your backyard. It's just people you find along the way. And, um, yeah, man. you guys just look out for each other. 
Exactly. Friendship, man. It's the best gift you can get, honestly. Bro, it's... it's gets, you, gets you through all the times, man. Gets all you the times. All the times. It makes the times fun, makes them go quick. You know, yeah. it's... Friendship's important. Um, yeah. You know, whether it's family friendship, you know, it, I think all the lines cross eventually. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely something important, you know, for that mental health to to have friends and just people to talk to, I think is huge. Yeah. Um, you know, and people to support you through the things. And, you know, like you said, share the good news, man. Bro. You know, those good news, good news friends, you know, it's like, you got to contact them first. <laughs> yes. It's always the people you want to share good news with. And it's like, again, the reason why, and I go back to this all the time, when you think about the people you want to share good news with, it's not about the good news. It's about how good they make you feel or how good they've taken care of you in your space. Um, and you just feel like, all right, this is something that's important and delicate to me. I can share this with them because I know it's going to be nurtured. Um, yeah. And that's always something to be mindful of and also appreciate and not take for granted because, look, it's nothing like friendship. Nothing like friendship. And uh, yeah, yeah, dude, like I said, you've uh, been... Friendship is built off of that vulnerability, man. You know, I think yeah. that even though we've never met in person, we were very vulnerable with each other. And, you know, yeah. that's truly what lights up a friendship when you can actually get to know who the person is that yeah. you're uh, talking to or, you know, hanging out with. I think that's that's important is to know the background, know where people came from, you know, yeah. and understand that, you know, put yourself in other people's shoes every once in a while. And uh, you start to realize how good people really are. You know, I think yeah. it's it's easy in today today to think that, you know, we're losing faith in humanity, but I think that if people actually spent more time to um, value and get to know the people around them, yep. um, man, the world is such a better place. Truly, truly, bro. It's just, it's, it's effort. It's effort, and I think it's like intention. And, um, yeah, you do both very well. <laughs> <laughs> you do Thank both very you, well. Dude. Absolutely. You as well. Thanks, bro. Well, guys, listen, if you take anything from this this episode, just know that some of your phys ed teachers are pretty damn dope and um, <laughs> they probably eat Oreos. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was telling the kid, it's not moderation. I'm like, don't think that I don't go home and eat Oreos every once in a while, you know, but just don't eat the whole box at once. Or eat the whole box if you need to. I mean, rainy yeah. days, though, you know, rainy days. But, uh, but yeah, guys, it's like, Look, these are, like I said, these are, these, these people are family to me for a reason and they have impacted other people in the world beyond just me and, um, more than they realize. And this is just one more person I'm happy to share this space with. So, um, yeah, take note of that and take note of the people in your lives. And like I said, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And Cody, thank you, bro, for being on and sharing this space with me. Dude, thank you. What a privilege, man. I uh, I appreciate you in many ways, and uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank it you. was a good time, and uh, yeah, put a smile on my face, made my day, man. That's what it's all about. Hell yeah, nice. All right, guys. Level well, up. level up, bro. <laughs> Take flight, guys. <laughs>